This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Idea City Podcast. For more information or to watch talks online, go to ideacity.ca or check out the Idea City channel on YouTube. Hello, and welcome to Idea City on the Air. By the end of the next half hour, you'll be inspired and enlightened by the world's biggest ideas, innovations, and breakthroughs as you hear about them in talks from the planet's smartest people. Moses Neimer's three-day annual Idea City conference in Toronto has been called Canada's premier meeting of the minds, and we're glad to have your mind with us. In this episode of Idea City on the Air, Anna Porter speaks about anti-Semitism worldwide. Now, let's join Moses as he introduces Anna to the stage. Anna Porter and I go back a long way. Um, 1968, I was a brand new fledgling producer installed at the CBC and preparing to assemble my first staff and some, I think it was central mechanism of what was then called personnel, um, asked me to interview a number of candidates and Anna uh, and Porter turned up, but before she was Porter. And uh, needless to say, she was uh, an intellectual and uh, technical knockout. Uh, and, and I was, I was smitten, but professionally, just <laughs> professionally, and, uh, and determined I would hire her, but uh, that process, when I was new to it, insisted that I had to meet the other candidates. And by the time that machine got around to rolling to actually making an offer, Anna had fled the country and uh, gone off on some travels and eventually uh, got sick, I think it was, and ended up going back to New Zealand where she had grown up and had some family. So, missed opportunity. And then uh, some, I don't know if it was almost 10 years later, she was now installed back, oh, here we are, at a job in publishing in Canada and had begun her inexorable climb to the very heights of the literati and the glitterati, um, she found herself between jobs and says in her memoir here that she briefly considered reaching out to me and seeing if there was something available for her at City TV, which I had in the interim started. But no sooner was she seized of this thought than uh, she put it aside because she said she'd heard that I was grumpy. <laughs> yeah, it's right here in the book. I'm trying to find the reference. 213, not only grumpy, but combative. Anna Porter. Oh, yes, yes. When she was here last in 2002, which was 17 years ago, I'm glad I remembered this, yeah. 
Um, she gave a talk, and some parts of it were predictable. She talked about publishing in general, Canadian publishing, um, cultural nationalism, that kind of thing. And then to my surprise, and I think to the surprise of many people in the audience, right at the very end, she said this. I've been uh, worrying about anti-Semitism. And um, I just want to, you know, all of us in this room, I'm sure, have heard slurs, anti-Semitic slurs. Uh, and uh, wherever it is you live, I mean, you, you, you hear them. And, and, and in the beginning, I, you know, you, you kind of, the first little bit, you kind of perhaps pretend you didn't hear it. And you walk on. I think it's really gotten a lot worse in um, in the past year. It's gotten, and it's and it's almost as if people who are anti-Semitic feel that their anti-Semitism is sanctioned by what's been happening in the Middle East, and um, it isn't sanctioned. And um, I, I was uh, actually demonstrating in front of the French consulate um, just a little while ago um, on behalf of um, um, solidarity with uh, Jews at risk. And I, I think when you, if you look at the newspapers, I mean, in, in Canada alone, there have been um, over 200 actual violent acts against Jews in the past six months. I, I, I find that terrifying. Um, I, I find the thought that that's stupid fiasco of a book has been reissued and is the protocols of of um, Zion or whatever. It's stupid. It was a. It's a nineteen. It's about a nineteen hundred czarist fabrication. It's it's been reissued and it's being touted as real. I I find this incredibly disturbing. And. Um, Here's his name. Jose Saramango, I was reading something he wrote. He's a Nobel Prize winning um, novelist, and he wrote something um, about um, Jews recently. And he's comparing, um, he's saying, you know, David and Goliath, he's turned the whole thing around where David is, is really the bad guy because he is, uh, he is the small, smart uh, guy, whereas Goliath is kind of dark and and he is the victim in, in this version of, of that old story. So I reached out to Anna in preparing this year's conference, and uh, I, I put the proposition to her that I also mentioned in my introduction, which is, what do you think now about what you said then? And now I offer you Anna Porter. I think I'm wearing the same pants. <laughs> really. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to read this because it's too complicated to wing it. In February, 80 graves in, Jewish, in a Jewish cemetery in eastern France were sprayed with swastikas. A bagel shop in Paris was defaced with the word Juden and swastikas were painted on the street art in Paris depicting Simone Weil, a former minister and Auschwitz survivor. In Paris, a Holocaust survivor was murdered in March. She was 85 years old. 
She was stabbed 11 times and burned. In April, a 65-year-old Jewish woman was beaten and thrown out of a window. Both crimes were, the magistrate said, related to the victim's religion. The French interior minister said that anti-Semitism is spreading like poison. The number of anti-Semitic acts in France surged by 74% in 2018. 74%. In December 2017, a synagogue in Gothenburg, Sweden, was firebombed, and in Malmö, Sweden, people were chanting, we're going to shoot the Jews. April 2019, vandals damaged a Jewish cemetery in Bucharest. This is a city where more than 200,000 Jews were murdered in 1943. Regent Miklos Horthy, some of you may never have heard of, and it's okay. You don't want to know about this guy, not too much. He's, he's the guy who was in charge of Hungary. He, was, he ruled the country where 450,000 Hungarian Jews were murdered. I don't know if any of you have been to Auschwitz. Right, um, Auschwitz-Birkenau. Uh, most of the people murdered in those gas chambers were Hungarian. Yet, Viktor Orban, who happens to be the prime minister of the country where I was born, called Miklos Horthy, a great statesman, a few weeks ago. There's a radio station called Radio Maria in Poland. It has more than a million listeners. It is openly, openly anti-Semitic. Its founding president is Father Ridzik, a Roman Catholic priest, a close friend of Mr. Kaczynski, leader of the current ruling party. 75 years after the Holocaust, anti-Semitism is now mainstream again. Germany's commissioner of anti-Semitism warned against wearing skull caps in public, given the rise of anti-Semitism in Germany. On Holland's National Day of Liberation, Dutch soccer fans chanted about gassing Jews and assaulted a Jew who asked them to stop. In October 2018, 11 Jews were murdered in Pittsburgh's Tree of Life synagogue. April 27, a synagogue was attacked in Poway, California. The rabbi and some others were shot, a woman was killed. The violence and demented propaganda is increasing with Facebook and Twitter and other internet sites where hate is rewarded. Coming up after the break. None is too many um, are the words used by the uh, Prime Minister of Canada. At the time, in answer to the question, how many Jews should be let in, this is uh, during the time of the Holocaust. Welcome back to Idea City on the Air. 
You're listening to Anna Porter speak about anti-Semitism worldwide. I wanted to mention Israel Apartheid Week, which um, was apparently born in Canada. I did not know that. Uh, none is too many um, are the words used by the uh, Prime Minister of Canada at the time in answer to the question, how many Jews should be let in? This is uh, during the time of the Holocaust. Anyway, Israel Apartheid Week has now spread to 40 campuses across Canada and the United States. It's an annual event of protests and rallies and film screenings and lectures and actions designed to promote boycott, divest, and sanctions, or fondly referred to as BDS. The Israeli government and its politicians, who perhaps should be there to listen to this, are out of reach of the student activists, but Jewish students and other campus community members who happen to be Jewish are right there. And boy, do they make a convenient target. As a result, students who are members of a historically oppressed minority are harassed across universities. Israel Apartheid Week is sponsored intimidation. One of the founders of BDS is a man called Omar Barghouti who lives in Israel. He's a graduate of an Israeli university and he has declared that he is not in favor of a two-state solution. He doesn't think it would work. He recommends instead euthanasia for Jews. At York University during Israel Apartheid Week, Jewish students were shouted at and shoved, and many of them were afraid to go to school. I was on the board of York University, and I resigned from the board because I felt that the board should have done something, but I was told it was powerless. This was up to the students. Oddly enough, QP and the Canadian Union of Postal Workers and Unifor have all decided to support BDS. They have had demonstrations in Canada um, declaring that Israel is a terrorist state. And I'm mentioning this because in the Middle East there are anti-Jewish TV shows, a very successful television series called The Elders of Zion, which ran in Egypt for many weeks. Um, I don't recall any condemnation of this series from the students. I, I don't recall any condemnation or demonstrations when 250 people were killed at the Miss, Miss World contest when the ancient Buddha was destroyed in Afghanistan, when gays were murdered in Islamic countries, when Iraq murders Kurds. No mention of the 850,000 Jews first out of, forced out of Arab lands. No protest against the murder of Russian journalists. It's the most dangerous country in the world to be a journalist in. 
I haven't seen any protests, really, of the type of, that BDS is, protesting the incarceration of Uyghurs in China, or the killing of the Rohingya in Myanmar, or the Yazidis. You barely read about them in the newspaper. Amos Oz, a distinguished Israeli writer, wrote, the walls of his grandparents' European house were covered with graffiti saying, Jews go to Palestine. Now they say, Jews get out of Palestine. Anti-Semitism is hard to explain. It is irrational, it's delusional, it's absurd. Conspiracy theorists just believe you are part of the conspiracy if you try to argue. One of the women leaders of the Women's March said, nothing is creepier than Zionism. You can imagine that Jewish women have trouble joining the Women's March. The Chicago Dyke March ousted Jewish women. Yet, Israel is the only country in the Middle East where you can be openly gay. A private guard or a police officer is stationed outside most European synagogues now, and American synagogues have been warned to use trained armed volunteers at their entrances. The Charlottesville marchers, amongst other things, were shouting, Jews will not replace us. I think in some ways Mr. Trump has fueled anti-Semitism, never directly, indirectly. At a Jewish Republican event, for example, he said, is there anyone in this audience who doesn't negotiate deals? The whole of the British Labour Party it's an arena where it's actually okay to make anti-Semitic remarks. So much so that there's now a movement afoot to ex expose some of the members and to get them out of the party. There's an annual hate fest right here in Toronto, El Cuts Day, sponsored by Iranians. It targets Jews as well as Israelis. There are not that many Israelis in Toronto. And some of the people attending this rally shout, kill the Jews. Demonization. Yes. There were 2,041 anti-Semitic incidents recorded last year in Canada. It's a record high in a third consecutive year, reflecting the new normal. The landscape of anti-Semitism is here. Harassment, vandalism, violence. Neutrality on this issue is cowardly. Each of us must stand and be counted. You'll be at a dinner party and someone will talk about hiring an associate, the law firm, who's a Jew, but not a typical Jew. It's 
a clueless anti-Semite, but nevertheless an anti-Semite. So what do you do? Do you spoil the dinner party? Yes. Yes, spoil the party. Words are important. Be careful what words you are willing to countenance. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Idea City on the Air. Catch Moses Neimer's Idea City Conference live every June in Toronto or on regularly scheduled radio and TV shows throughout the year. And find hundreds of talks online every day at ideacity.ca. For more information about Idea City, find us online at ideacity.ca, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or youtube.com slash ideacity. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.